weekly podcast that recognizes we're in serious trouble, but stubbornly focuses on how to find community and joy in the chaos. I'm your host, Polly, and today we're going to talk about the easiest first step to building community resilience, building relationships with your neighbors. People can really band together in beautiful ways during catastrophe, right? A lot of times we think about catastrophe and assume people will be looting and just shooting senselessly because America. But in fact, a lot of times help information and resources are shared freely in times of trouble. But it is also true that all those things could be done more effectively when there are already open channels um, to communication in place. You know, think about how much easier it is to organize anything when there's already a group chat going or an email chain in place. Just makes it easier if you have pre-built relationships to make your life easier, you know, in times of chaos or just when you want to hang out with someone. I shouted them out last time, but I want to shout out Marissa of Refill Market. Once again, we had a really good conversation about fostering relationships with the people closest to you and how it was really a skill that is untaught. It's something so very basic, but, and I speak for like a U.S. citizen here um, in U.S. culture, it's just something that feels so awkward and wrong to us and that's certainly something we need to change in hopes of again being resilient in times of crisis because resilience like I talked about in episode one is really just about forging strong connections and a community just can't be strong if you and your neighbors just like studiously avoid eye contact every time you walk outside so you don't have to say hi you know, sometimes it's okay. I, I sometimes hide from my neighbors, but for the most part, I do try to um, make sure I'm having frequent ongoing connections with them so they know I'm a cool person. And yeah, knowing your neighbors organically builds a network of help and care that can you know, we're talking about the the chaos of a catastrophic flood or wildfires, but really also the day-to-day loneliness of existing <laughs> in a very fractured society. Uh, loneliness and isolation is super real. Again, I'm talking about here in the U.S. Elsewhere, I'm sure it's true, but speaking to what I know... You know, how many times have you moved into an apartment building and never met any of the other residents aside from like a, hey, as you pass in the hall, or you don't even know the name of the person who is like, has a house 20 feet away from you. It it just is, it's it's wrong, right? We have created a society where isolation is prized because it means you're independent and you can serve all of your own needs. Um, Capitalism has really spurred us to see reliance on others as a weakness when it can be something really good. And in terms of loneliness, like it is a real, real thing and a real, real issue. Uh, The U.S. Surgeon General released an advisory in 2023 that said lacking connection can increase the risk for premature death to levels comparable to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And I think the loneliness epidemic is spurred on by 
COVID and the pandemic, but even before, uh, about half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. The advisory also shared that experiencing loneliness um, includes a 29% increased risk of heart disease, a 32% increased risk of stroke, and a 50% increased risk of developing dementia for older adults. And I just can't help but think of my time in Russia. Uh, I lived in Russia for six years, if you didn't know. And I just, I can't count the number of times where I would have a student come up to me after class and tell me, hey, come over to my house. Uh, you know, we're, we're serving tea. Come and, come and hang out. Um, I would literally meet people on the street who heard my accent and were like, oh my God, I've always wanted to meet an American. Come have a drink with me in my house. Uh, and, you know, just just it was the culture of going over to people's houses and bringing small gifts and sitting at a table for like six hours and just eating and drinking and hanging out. And we just do not have that here. And it is having profound impacts on our mental health, not just from like loneliness and, and dementia perspective, but from making us feel so much more divided than we really are. And I think so much of the world is super open and culturally just more engaged in sharing. And the U.S. just sucks in comparison. And I think it's our job to mitigate that. But easier said than done, right? Uh, so I wanted to share some tactical ways to reach out to your neighbors, things that you can do. And I am going to challenge you to do this week to begin that first step of fostering relationships and building community resilience. I also will say I'm giving you four ideas. And yes, I have done all of them. I am an introvert. I could spend a week alone, not talking to anyone, and be delighted. It sounds incredible. That said, I know that that's not the healthiest. I know that I need to put myself out there. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I have done all this. And I also live rurally. So there's a limited capacity to meet new folks that are actually literally neighbors. I've done this all. I've tried it all. It's not that bad. Take it from me. And uh, yeah, let's let's talk through what our options are. The first thing is to just walk over and introduce yourself with a gift and a short note, even if you're the new person. I, whenever I move, I am not being welcomed by my neighbors. I am reaching out to them. I think that kind of sucks, but I think it is what you need to do to show that that is what is expected in your neighborhood. And hopefully the practice will grow from there as you you know, see outreach is fun and nice and get to know folks. So when I moved into this house, I did it. I walked over to my neighbors, introduced themselves. When new neighbors move into the area, we have a rental next to us. I walked over there and did it. I tap maple syrup. So the way to get close to people's hearts is by giving them sugar. So I would bring a tiny like quarter pint of maple syrup and a note that said, hey, I'm Polly. Uh, I'm your neighbor. It's really nice to meet you. Um, I work from home, so I'm around a lot. If you ever need anything or just want a coffee, call or text. And I left my phone number. That's it. Uh, I'll walk over, knock on the door when I think they're around, hopefully have that face-to-face -face interaction first, but if not, you still have the note. Um, and yeah, it's just that very 
simple introduction. People are excited for the most part. Some people think you're weird and they have your number and they can do what with it what they will. Some people are really excited and will want to give you things and share things and a whole spectrum in between. But no matter what kind of the outcome is, you initiating that touch point is super critical. The next option is to host a party. So I am not talking necessarily about like a huge block party where you shut everything down and everyone's there, though that would be cool. I think that takes a little more organizing than this. This is a very simple two-hour block of time you set aside to meet your neighbors. So for those of you watching, I will insert here the invitation that I put out for my cocktail and non-cocktail hour. I literally stuffed invites into the mailboxes of my nearest 20 rural neighbors that said, hey, I'd like to meet you. I'm going to have drinks, alcoholic and non-alcoholic, and snacks. You can come by between these two hours. Here's my phone number. That's it. I didn't know any of my neighbors and I just stuffed it in there. <laughs> I met five folks directly through that event and connected by the phone or when I was walking like down the country road, someone would stop uh, and roll down their window and be like, hey, I couldn't come, but cool idea <laughs> with several other folks. Um, and again, not everyone will engage. That's totally fine. Um, some people will definitely look at that and be like, who is this person? But there will be, again, some folks that are excited and will come over. And the benefit of that is the people who come over are typically the connectors of the neighborhood. So two of the couples that I met there, they know everyone in the neighborhood because, you know, that's the kind of person that's going to come to something like this. And they have gone on to connect me with other people. So it's just kind of a nice way, low stakes, very simple drinks, very simple food, just like two to three options of each. Have it on your patio, somewhere outdoors. You don't just have like randos coming in and out of your house and just enjoy who comes. And I made sure to have a friend and my partner come with me. So even if nobody showed up, it was still just a nice casual evening of snacks and drinks. And that was great. So the next level up, and, and maybe this is in the wrong order because this is pretty simple, but I would suggest joining a local free group. So look into a buy nothing group, which is probably going to be on Facebook. You could also look into a free cycle group, but joining a community that is in the spirit of giving is going to kind of automatically include folks who like connection. I would say you can offer things. That's absolutely fine. I have constant pile of tomatoes during this season that I give away to people and that's fine. But I think the most effective way of building community and relationship is by offering services. This could be like when I can, I offer hey, I'm doing canning in these hours. If you want to just come over and ask me questions about it, come by. I've done that a few times. Um, it could be, oh, I'm mending a couple shirts. And if you have an item of clothing you'd like to mend, come over and we'll figure out how to do it together. Things like that. I think services and skills, A, community resiliency, right? Learning skills is always good. But also it gives you the chance to talk and interface more than just like handing off a pillow would do. That has been really good for me. It may not be directly 
within your community, but certainly in a range because most of those free groups are pretty well targeted. Finally, start a sharing project. This is kind of the biggest lift in that it is going to be ongoing. So when I lived in town, I had a little free pantry. Um, check the show notes for more information about that. Um, you could have a community garden, just a free box that you put outside at a certain time and you're giving away food, whatever, whatever you you decide of that. And then actually go outside <laughs> and meet people when they are taking or giving from it you know get to know the folks who who are who are in your community and utilizing the services that you're offering again this is a bigger lift um, you may not have the room or the capacity to have something ongoing like that but it is certainly something to consider and gets neighbors together talking and sharing resources in times of relative ease okay so those are the four options let's go over them Walk over and introduce yourself with a gift and a note. Information on that in the show notes below. Host a party, start a sharing project, and join a local free group. My challenge to you that you must do because you've listened to this podcast and now it's binding, sorry. Take on one of these tasks in the next week because building resilience is a long, slow, but absolutely beautiful project. So the best time to get started is today. We don't become best friends overnight after we're like five years old. So it is a long, slow project to build these relationships. And my task for you is to start doing it today. If you end up doing something or if you have another idea that you've done or would like to try, let me know in the comments of the blog post associated with this podcast. The URL is polybarks.com slash podcast slash two t w zero like the number written out uh, i'll also include it in the show notes but i would love to hear what you're doing and as always if you have something cool you'd like to hear or talk about on the show please feel free to reach out at barksph at gmail.com i would love to hear about it that is my time for today i encourage you to take action and get started even if it feels awkward, it's going to be great. And you are taking a tangible first step to building true community resilience. So best of luck. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.